Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of Uncaged Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. We hope that it is time well spent, that you sit back, relax, and be inspired by the wisdom and knowledge and grace of yet another amazing individual we're going to meet today. My name is Stacy Johnston. I'm honored to be here with you, and equally as honored, as always, to sit alongside my co-host, Kathy Holland. Kath, how are you? I'm doing great. Looking forward to this conversation and shining the light on some more extraordinary in the ordinary. How are you? I'm I'm doing wonderful. I'm kind of in the same place. I've had more fun. Right, it's 101 degrees outside. It's kind of windy. Feels like a blow dryer out there. And I have been so far today to Seattle and now Switzerland. And now we're taking yet another journey. And I have not had to deal with one airport, one grouchy person, one bit of drama out there in the world, and uh, I don't have to worry about getting home on time tonight, whether or not my flight's going to be canceled. So right now, I am filled with some gratitude on the joy that has been inserted into my day today. How about you? Where do you stand with all this on a day, Cassie? I'm just grateful for the knowledge and the wisdom that I gain from the people that we get to meet. Yeah, uh, you can only get so much enrichment from Bluey. Right. <laughs> I appreciate the world of- all of the the wisdom. I love it. I love it. Well, let's let's gain some today. We have a gentleman joining us. We are very anxious to introduce. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Clint. Callahan, how are you today? I'm doing well. It sounds like both of you are doing well as as well, and you know, I'm looking forward to having our conversation, and I'll drop whatever knowledge I have in my head and hopefully enrich everybody involved. I feel like that will absolutely happen. It, it, we just continue to get blessed. So how about you kick us off? Tell us who is Clint Callahan, what do you do, how come you do that, and how do people connect with you? Sure. Uh, Well, my name is Clint Callahan. I am a licensed clinical social worker, therapist, uh, life coach. I have been doing it for 23 years. I'm currently living in Colorado Springs, Colorado, which is a beautiful, wonderful day today at a good 86 degrees. And I have been doing this for 23 years because, well, I was, when I, I was bullied as a kid and that got me really angry and my parents put me in therapy and I found out that there are words to all the things that I was feeling and that started my love affair with just human beings and the human brain and how it all works, how we all start from the same place as babies, but we all end up in different places and different thoughts and different feelings and different ways that we figure out how life works. And so I got really interested in that. And as going through my journey of life, I've met lots of amazing people and I get as much out of my clients as I hope that they get out of me because I really believe that the only way we can truly heal is through conversation and through understanding each other. Mm. Beautiful. So tell us about your program and how people can connect with you. Sure. Uh, so my, my program is called Small Changes, Big Impact, 1% Per Day Transformational System. It's a life coaching program that helps people that are feeling burned out or lost or just fried in different areas of your life and helps them to make changes in 100 days. 
it, help, it works by t- helping them to take accountability, and I teach them a bunch of different psychological tools in order to help them make small changes in four main areas of their life, uh, how they use their time, the way they connect with other people, how they handle their emotions, and I help them redefine and find their purpose. And I do that in about 15 minutes a day, and I do that because I want people to understand that it doesn't take you know, big things to make changes. It takes just small things to get you to change your life. So if people want to reach out and find me and you're tired of feeling burned out or stuck, you can find me at smallchangesbigimpacts.net backslash info. On that website, I have a 20-minute training on burnout. I have a short ebook on burnout. Or you can also just set up a call with me. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at smallchangesbigimpact.thenumber4 and the letter U. All right. I love it. Small changes, big impact, dot for you on Facebook. And thank you for that contact information. So do you work with individuals? Do you work with groups? Do you do both? Is it one-on-one? Is it virtual? How does the program work? Uh, the program is, so the program starts out as virtual, where everybody can, where basically I've recorded about 14 different lessons that people can go through along with attached worksheets. And then I have a group coaching call uh, two days a week where people can call in for an hour, hour and a half or so, and talk with me directly on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays so that they can get more information or if they have any questions or concerns, they can bring it up with me. And I also have a, a private Facebook group that people can contact me through. So I'm definitely involved in there and in your business when you're doing this because I want you to get everything that you need out of it so that you can begin to make those changes to make your life better. Mm. That's beautiful. I like the 100, 100 days of change, that one person a day. I like that concept. I love that. So, Kath, let me... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say. Throughout, you kind of mentioned in the beginning, you know, that you were... that you were bullied and that you went to therapy and that you discovered your words and that you have gone on this journey. Is mm-hmm. there somebody in your life that you would define as your hero? And what what is a hero to you? Yeah. So a hero to me is somebody who acts against the fear they feel in order to make the world a better place. And my hero is my mom. And, you know, growing up, she always strived to help others. She started an Emotions Anonymous chapter in our town, and she often had people living in our basement and doing everything she could to try to help people get over their emotional problems and move through and move on so that they could have a good, healthy life. And one of the hardest parts is that in the end, she fought and lost her struggle with an autoimmune disease that caused her so much physical pain that she ultimately ended up committing suicide. And that was one of the most difficult parts of my life, and that actually is one of the things that began the process of me learning and creating this um, 15 minutes a day, 1% transformational per day transformational system because it sent me into a grief and depression and anxiety spiral that lasted for several years. And I got to a point where I decided I didn't want to be that anymore, so I had to ask myself, if my mom was still here, what would she want me to do with all this knowledge, all this training, all these skills that I have? And so I had to think back to who she was before she got ill. 
and it was someone who was just out there trying to do whatever they could to help people get out of their own way and get on with it and have the best life that they possibly can. Mm. Beautiful. I'm always so humbled by the by the hero stories, Clint. Thank you for sharing your mom with us. I, I'm what a blessing that she added the things that she did to your life, and then I'm so sorry for your loss at the same time. Thank you. Mm. Beautiful. It's humbling to me to hear the stories about the heroes that come into people's lives because we get this. We've talked about it over and over on this podcast that we get this social preconception of what a hero is, right? My, my, my grandson, nine years old, Captain America all day, right? And so we get this, I think, from the time we're children that heroes swoop in and wear the cape and change the world and stop the trains. And so many times what we've learned in these is that they are these everyday people that come into our lives and do something amazing. And uh, it's, it's very humbling to hear the stories. So thank you for sharing your mom with us. Let me ask you a second question. If you could go back and sit down and have a conversation with 20-year-old Clint, what would you tell him? I would tell him that just being yourself is enough. And it took me until I was about 38 to actually believe that and live that. I spent most of my most of my childhood, teenage years, and early 20s and early 30s believing that I had to figure out what other people wanted for me and be that instead of just being myself. So I had a really wonderful case of people-pleasing, of burnout, of depression, of anxiety, and all these different things that were going on in my life that made me really just not want to be myself because it was easier to be somebody else. And yet I found at 38, after going through a bunch of therapy and finally breaking out of the grief and shame and spiral that happened after my mom died, that being myself is ultimately what is going to heal me. That showing up as me and everywhere that I go is the only thing that will let me continue to be happy and to find that peace that I was looking for for so long. And it's in those moments that I found that I don't need to be anybody but myself and that I am enough. So I would tell myself that, that just being you is enough because we are not told often enough that you are enough exactly as you are now in whatever way you are and that moving from wherever you are now is enough. If you want to stay there, you can. If you don't want to, that's okay too. But it is that you are enough and that's one of the things that more people need to hear. I love that. I think we hear that frequently that people will come back and say, just remember that you're enough. I think that's such a small thing that makes such a huge impact on how you see yourself in your life. That's one thing that I wholeheartedly try to instill in my children on a daily basis, right? We always talk about their echo chamber and what they hear in the back of their head because I never want it to be negative. So the things that, you know, when they're faced with those situations, the things that I want them to hear in the back of their head is, I'm amazing, I'm strong, I am brave, I am enough. 
And I agree with that. I have two boys that are 11 and 14 currently, and I do that as well, but I also try to provide an environment where failure is an option and that it doesn't mean it's the end of the world because that's one of the things that I've noticed in the school system in recent years and in just the world in recent years is they tell you that you can't fail and that if you, you know, if you fail that somehow you are now not enough. And I think that is one of those things that people need to learn, that failure is a part of life, that if any, any goal that you set up for yourself needs to include failure in the goal because by doing that, you're more likely to actually achieve the goal because now you know that if failure is a part of it, that that's just part of the goal. So you can create those moments. You can give yourself cheat days. You can give yourself, you know, four to five days a month. You can just be like, you know what? I don't feel like doing this today. I'm just going to stop for a minute. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to reevaluate what's going on and why I'm feeling this way. And it's okay because if we recognize that failure is an option, it allows us to continue to move forward in the goal and actually ultimately complete it in a way that is much more healthy. You know, I had to approach that from a very different angle where my kids are concerned, right? So in this house, we don't lose, we learn. Right. There's no such thing as a failure. It's always a lesson because no matter if you hit the goal or not, you learned. You either learned why you didn't or you learned why you did. Right? So, and, exactly. and you're right. I said it better myself. Yeah, it makes it absolutely more realistic. So, you know, I, I appreciate that that standpoint. So if you had a one-liner of advice to share with our audience, what would it be? What would your T-shirt say? Made up. I'm sorry? Made up. Made up? Made up. Okay, you're going to have to break that down. (laughs) Sure, no problem. In the 23 years that I've been a therapist and the 47 years that I've been alive, the thing that I've realized is that it's all made up, that we all are just making it up as we go along. From the moment we wake up in the morning to the moment we go to bed at night, even the people that seem the most together are making it up as they go along because we as human beings can't tell the future. So everything is a reaction to something. So we need to really cut ourselves some slack and recognize that everything is made up. If you think about it, the thing that we sit on called the chair, someone somewhere in time decided that this is what this thing is called and everybody now just agrees that this is what a chair is. It's translated in different languages but it means the same thing, this thing that we sit on, right? So that's the thing, is by reminding yourself that everything is made up, we can now let go of the burdens that we carry of trying to be perfect in every moment because that's an impossibility. Because if we're all just making it up as we go along, then everything is a reaction. And the only thing we have control over is our ability to manage how we emotionally 
mentally react to any situation. And the story that we tell ourselves is the thing that creates our reality. So by recognizing that everything is made up, that this thing called reality is made up and that there's literally 8 billion plus simultaneous realities going on in the world on planet Earth right now, it gives you the ability to stop and go, oh, wow, so there is no failure, there is no success, everything is made up. All the variations of what stuff actually is doesn't exist. It's just stuff that we, as a society, as individuals, as two people, as three people, agree is what it is. Do you know how to really lack that concept? That takes a lot of pressure off. It takes a lot of pressure off. You know, people feeling like they didn't have it planned, they didn't have it designed, they didn't have it created, so now they're going to fail because this person did. And really, they just made it up before you did. And that's like what that comes down to. <clears throat> and that is exactly what it comes down to. As you recognize that, and as you really put that filter in the way that you view the world, it makes everything so much simpler. It allows you to see the absurdity that is life. Because life, if you really think about all the things that we go through in the course of a day, makes absolutely no sense. If you look at it objectively, it's ridiculous. We spend our time, which is the only thing that we have of any value, for made-up pieces of paper that then allow us to get stuff that we think is going to make us happy, that makes us happy for two minutes, to then go out and make more money to go buy more stuff, which we think is going to make us happy. Because for me, when I was a hospice social worker, I never had anybody tell me at the end of their life, boy, I wish I would have bought more stuff. Boy, I wish I would have worked more. Boy, I wish I would not have spent as much time with my kids. I wish I would have not gone on those trips. I wish I would have not done these things. Instead, it was always, I should have spent more time with my family. I should have taken those trips. I should have spent the extra couple hundred dollars on these trips, even though I couldn't afford it, to have these experiences because that's all that I truly have at the end because we don't take any of the physical stuff with us. All we take is our memories and our emotions and the love and the stuff that we have and we've gathered throughout the course of creating our life. You are so, you are so right. As I'm at this place with my mom, walking the end of this journey with her, <clears throat> that's what I've been thinking about, is how grateful I am for the time we've got to spend together. Right, we've had a wonderful life together. We've had a great friendship together. And I know so many people that don't have that. <clears throat> right, they don't have that love or that connection with their family and with their parents and with their mom. And I'm so grateful for that. So I, I love that concept. I appreciate that very much. Guys, I've had a great time having this conversation. I feel like we could just keep on talking. We have lots of things. But with respect to you, Clint, and your time, and with respect to our audience, we are going to have to find a place to wind down. Um, I'm going to start by saying thank you so much, Clint, for your time, for your wisdom, and for the space that you provide. And I hope that you recognize that you probably stand as a hero to more people in a day than you notice. So thank you for that. That's always I, nice I, to hear. <laughs> You, I always greatly appreciate what you do. Thank you. Um, I would love our audience to always remember that we are brought to you by Enlighten Up and Guided by Grace. If we can serve you in some way, 
you want to have a conversation with us or share your story, or you just need an ear, we're interested in what you have to say. So please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Cassie, I'd love to take a moment and hand the stage to you. How would you like to leave our audience today? You know, with a challenge, one of the things we talked about is knowing that lessons are an option, right? So my challenge for our audience today is to stop beating yourself up because nobody is born perfect, right? Nobody is born knowing how to roof a house or run a Fortune 500 company or write. I mean, nobody's born with that. So everything is learned, right? Give yourself some grace. Beautiful. Thank you, as always, Cassie, for your challenges, for your wisdom, and for your time, and for being with us today. I'm always grateful for that. Clint, we would be honored if you would take the stage and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? I would like our audience to remember that you can change your life because everything, every second of every day is a choice. So if you are ready to change, there are people out there. I don't care if you come to me for life coaching. I don't care if you decide to go to therapy. I don't care if you just talk to your pastor, your priest, or any whatever religious official you have in your life, or just a friend or a family member, to want to begin that process of change. Because the process of change just only starts with taking 15 minutes a day for yourself to slow down, to take a breath, and to cut yourself some slack. And by doing that, you can get to a point where you can change and you will be and see the change that you want in the world so that you can finally let go of that breath you've been holding so that you can finally feel like you're living your best life. 